I'm Helena and I'm a medical English teacher and registered nurse in the UK. I interview English speakers about their health to help you become more familiar with the language used to talk about different medical topics. My aim is to build your confidence in interactions with your English-speaking patients and healthcare colleagues. Welcome to English Practice for Healthcare. I have asked people to speak slower than usual, but the best thing about this podcast is the real language you will hear. Depending on your English level, it could be helpful to read whilst you listen, and transcripts for each episode can be found on my website, www.englishpracticeforhealthcare.com. The language is probably most suitable for intermediate English learners and above. However, a challenge is always good. So whatever your level, I hope you will enjoy this opportunity to hear these natural conversations about personal health experiences. Okay, let's get started. What symptoms might be experienced by a woman during pregnancy? And does morning sickness only last the morning? In this second episode, I speak to Olga, a 32-year-old female living in Sheffield, a city in the north of England. During her pregnancy, Olga was diagnosed with hyperemesis gravidarum. The abbreviation of this condition is HGV, so that's a little bit more easy to say. She describes how this affected her and how she coped with it. In English, the verb to be sick has two meanings. It can mean to be ill, which means the same as to be unwell or poorly. For example, I think I've got flu, I've got a fever, I'm really sick. This is why we have the phrasal verb off sick, which means being unable to go to work because you are ill. The second meaning is the same as to vomit or throw up. So you will hear Olga say how sometimes she felt sick, but she wasn't actually sick. This means she felt nauseous, but she didn't actually vomit. So in English, if you hear someone say, I'm going to be sick, then you should move out the way. Or if you're at work, then try and get them a sick bowl or something they can be sick into. So two questions to help you focus your listening. So what things did Olga say made her feel sick? Why did she go to the GP? And remember, you can listen to the audio as many times as you like, you can pause it whenever you like, and you could even put it to a slower speed to listen. There are some moments when Olga speaks quite fast and our speech overlaps, which means we speak at the same time. But okay, let's listen. Okay, so hi, Olga. Hi, Helena. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, okay. Are you sitting comfortably? Yeah, I'm comfy enough. Well, it's quite difficult 
given how pregnant I am. <laughs> I did notice you were pregnant. <laughs> how many weeks are you? I'm 40 weeks and four days. Well, of course I noticed you were pregnant because that's what we're talking about today. Your, uh, your pregnancy and some of the symptoms that you had throughout your pregnancy. But first, can I ask you, where are you from? I'm from Sheffield. Sheffield. Where's that? Um, so that's in the north of England, sort of nearest like big ta- big city is Manchester that most people know about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I recently moved back here from London. Okay. Yeah. And so what's Sheffield like as a city? Um, it's really hilly, lots mm. of greenery mm. and really near to the Peak District, which is like one of the national parks in England. Lovely. And is there an accent in Sheffield? Yeah, so it depends... There's like different accents for different areas of Sheffield, mm-hmm. but there is a, a bit of a northern accent. Maybe not as northern an accent as other places further north in England, but yeah, you can hear that we don't speak the Queen's English in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have an accent? Have you been told you have an accent? Yeah, I think I've got an accent. Your baby is due any moment. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So my due date was four days ago. And now like in England, you, you can wait around two weeks um mm-hmm. overdue mm-hmm. and then they'll like either induce you or choose a different course of action okay yeah have you had an appointment with your midwife uh yeah so I had an appointment on the due date where they did like test my blood pressure urine bloods that kind of thing mm-hmm. and because everything's still fine I was I'm able to like continue and just see if the baby comes naturally okay or whether I need to like have an induction um but because the hospital here is so busy you actually have to book in for an induction right. quite early on so that's booked for like a few days time just in case right. yeah <laughs> wow and is it your first yeah first baby. <laughs> baby okay if i can take you back to when you first found out you were pregnant um how did you how did you find out um I found out in January, just after my 32nd birthday. Mm-hmm. And basically be- just because my period was late. Mm-hmm. And I knew because my periods are like regular that that mm-hmm. meant something. And I'd also been feeling sick that day straight away. Mm-hmm. So then I just did um, a pregnancy test, uh, which came back positive. So yeah, went from there. Okay, so you took a test because your period was late. Yeah. Did you just take one test or? Yeah, I just did one test. I was down in London that day and I decided to get the test whilst I was down in London because (laughs) the pharmacy near me has like no stock ever. (laughs) So I just got the test and then I did the test on the train on the way back to Sheffield. You did the test on the train? (laughs) Yeah, well, on the train from Doncaster to Sheffield. And then my boyfriend picked me up from the station Um, in his van and so then I gave him the test when I got in the van (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you'd been trying for a baby Um, only for like a few weeks yeah so we were quite Rob was really excited that's my partner but I was quite shocked I think um, Mm. that it happened so quickly because I was thinking it would take more like nine months to a year Mm. so yeah Mm. yeah it was a bit of a surprise (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, and so you, so you said you felt sick that day. Yeah. So I felt sick on like the first day my period was late. And then to be honest, throughout 
the rest well until about 32 weeks had mm. um had really bad nausea like sometimes actually being sick mm. but most of the time just feeling really sick right mm. so that was from day one like the day that you found out you were pregnant you started with the nausea and the morning sickness but was it just in the morning no even though it's called morning sickness apparently it can be like all day Mm. (laughs) so it'd be like on and off throughout the day even like having a shower would make me feel sick or Mm. looking at screens Mm. so luckily at work they were really understanding so I could just like take an hour to lie down or whatever and then go back to work because I Mm. work from home um so that was okay but yeah basically like anything could make me feel sick and there was no real specific triggers mm. so not just smells no. or foods it would be like movements it's almost like travel sickness oh. but yeah then I got it also from some foods some smells yeah and like really anything to be honest so had you had travel sickness before yeah but only mild like when I was a kid right so yeah but yeah it got pretty bad once I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect uh, you then in your day-to-day life? Well, basically, I couldn't really go running anymore or mm. do sport, which is like what I spend a lot of my time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only just really getting through work. Right. Um, eating. <laughs> I just, I was actually able to eat, but it was just complete rubbish that I was eating like carbs Mm -hmm. crisps bread crackers you know nothing like healthy like what you imagine you would eat when you're pregnant yeah um yeah so you were craving quite bland tasting things yeah yeah exactly and before you were fit and healthy you really liked running yeah yeah but you weren't able to do that because it made your sickness worse. Yeah, it made me sick. And also I would just get so tired from even a little bit of exercise at the start Mm. um, that in the end, I think I gave it up in like week seven. Mm -hmm. And by the time I felt re-energized, it was probably too late to go back to running because I was probably five months or six months pregnant. Wow. So by then I think I would have been too heavy almost really to run. Mm Mm-hmm. So did you just try and manage it yourself at the beginning then? Yeah. So I was asking all my friends who'd previously been pregnant and they were just telling me like, oh, it's just a normal part of pregnancy. Everything you read online just says it's normal symptom. Mm. Or if you're being sick a lot, then go to the GP. Um, But then when I went for my 20 week scan, they were... I was actually being sick during the scan. Mm. (laughs) And so they were like, okay, we think, you know, there's a problem. (laughs) You should go to the GP. So I went to the GP and she was actually so nice. I started crying in front of her. Yeah. And um, she, she gave me some medication, which it like helped a bit. It meant I could get through days and stuff. Um, Like I could still work and stuff. I just had to take rests. Mm-hmm. Um, she offered to sign me off work, but because my work had been so understanding, I didn't feel like under pressure to make that decision then. So I just mm-hmm. decided to wait. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she gave me this medication and kind of managed with that until about 30, 32 weeks. Right. And then it got better. And so you actually on anti-sickness medication. Yeah. They're like antihistamines. Oh, right. Because I think 
I don't know the science behind it, but I think it's like your body's having some sort of reaction to the hormones. Oh. Almost like an allergic reaction. Oh, right. Yeah. Did they say how common it is at all? Did they say? Um, I don't think so. I think there's a few people that have to go into hospital because they're actually being sick. Mm. There's mm. a lot of people that get a bit of sickness, but it finishes around 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I was just somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know mm. if it's common or not. Was there any time that you did worry that you might have to go to hospital? Um, Not really, but there was a lot of times when I thought this just can't be normal Mm. because I think that I'm like quite tough with being sick or being ill. And so I knew that if all other women felt like this, a lot more would be of work during their pregnancy and you'd hear a lot more about it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not really uh, talked about that much, is it? No, like, because you're not actually sick. Mm. I feel like people don't really get it that much. Yeah. Or they just think that it's just normal morning sickness. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. feel so sick, you can't even, like, sh- you know, the shower makes you feel sick or looking at your phone. Mm. It's probably quite extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what did you do to try and get through it then? I don't know. I just... Well, the the medication did help. So that was at, like, maybe 21 weeks I got that. Mm-hmm. Helped a bit. And then just ate things that I fancied or like had cravings for that I felt would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Took breaks during the day at work. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so has it felt like a long pregnancy yes. then? Uh, yeah, because I feel like other people don't understand why I don't like being pregnant mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, why, I, why I wasn't excited to be pregnant. But sometimes if you feel like that day in, day out, yeah. it's pretty difficult to get excited about stuff because you're just concentrating on getting through that day I think yeah yeah so yeah and what made it worse so you've said looking at your screen and having a shower was there anything else surprising that made it worse for you watching tv yeah coffee like Mm. being in the car Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then I had some cravings for things which did help which were quite weird like sweets, you know, like hard boiled sweets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really helped. Um, and everybody tells you to eat ginger, but I needed like <laughs> super strength ginger or something that wasn't working for me. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, don't, I can't think of anything else that made it worse. Mm-hmm. So, Olga told us she felt sick from the very first moment she was pregnant. So the first thing we were listening for, what things made it worse? She mentioned how having a shower and looking at screens, so her phone screen or her computer screen, for example, made her feel sick. So it would be like on and off throughout the day, even like having a shower would make me feel sick or Mm. looking at screens. Mm. So... Luckily at work, they were really understanding. So I could just like take an hour to lie down. When Olga says on and off, she means it wasn't constant. Sometimes she felt sick, sometimes she didn't. Someone might also say on and off to describe their pain. You might ask, is the pain there all the time? And they could answer, no, it's on and off. Movements could also make her feel sick, so she couldn't do the exercise that she normally enjoyed doing. 
Also, some foods and some smells made it worse. She got through this by eating rubbish. I was actually able to eat, but it was just complete rubbish that I was eating, like carbs, Mm -hmm. crisps, bread, crackers. You know, nothing like healthy, like what you imagine you would eat when you're pregnant. In English, in this context, rubbish describes unhealthy foods. Bland foods, which means foods without much taste. Olga also mentioned watching TV, being in the car and coffee. So the second thing, Olga went to the GP in the end because when she went for her 20-week scan of the baby, she was being physically sick. The medics at that appointment advised her to see her GP and at this appointment you heard how she was prescribed a type of anti-sickness medication. In the next section, listen to what Olga says about the amount of research into this condition. Is what she is saying fact or her opinion? So did you have to have any extra appointments or anything? No, nothing. I just had my regular appointments and I think because they were normal... Yeah. And I wasn't actually vomiting and I was still able to eat. There wasn't that much they could do. Yeah, yeah. What about drinking water? Was that Yeah, okay? that helped. You could manage. Yeah, yeah, I could drink water. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it actually helped a bit, like sipping, like, cold water. Mm. Oh, and eating, like, raw vegetables. Oh, right. <laughs> I think it's because it's just really plain, you know, like carrot mm. sticks and celery and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. seemed to help. <laughs> And you were pregnant throughout the summer as well. Yeah. Um, so what about the temperature? Did that make it worse? It yeah, was... I made it worse, but it was okay. By that stage, I was a bit further on. I was more like in the 32, 33 weeks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't too bad. And I could just lay inside with a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try and keep cool. Yeah. Um, And what are the normal appointments that you have then? So you said you just had your appointments as normal. So what? You have one at 12 weeks. Yeah. I think you have one as soon as you find out you're pregnant, actually. Mm -hmm. One at 12 weeks, one at 20 weeks, which Mm -hmm. is where you get told the gender. Mm -hmm. In the UK, you can also pay to get additional scans to find the gender out earlier. Mm -hmm. And then I think you have one like every four or five weeks. Until you get to about 30 weeks and then it's a bit more regular, like every three weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's with the midwife? Yeah, just with the midwife. So other than this um, sickness, and does it actually have a name? This. Uh, yeah, I think it's called hyperemesis or HGV. Okay. Yeah. Um, so HGV or hyperemesis. So other than your HGV, did you have any other symptoms, things that were new that came along with being pregnant? Um, Probably just more normal symptoms like quite extreme, well, tiredness, Mm -hmm. heartburn. Mm. (laughs) Um, What was the other things I was thinking of? Had Um, you had heartburn before? No, I never had it before. What does that feel like? It's like... Just like burning in your chest and throat. Oh, no. Um, but I didn't get too many aches and pains, to be fair. Like, haven't had much backache or anything like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my friends had bad, like, 
digestion, like diarrhea, constipation, things like that. Mm. I feel like I've had loads of stuff and now I can't remember it. <laughs> um, I think the HGV is enough really, isn't yeah. it? But the heartburn, that's that's interesting. Was that after you ate too much or um, just kind of A lot from of people nowhere? get it when they're pregnant because the size of the baby uh, is like shoving everything upwards. Right. So, but yeah, I get it if I have like caffeine or mm-hmm. um, really sweet food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and the HGV, did they tell you, did they have an explanation for you at all? Were they able to explain why? Um, no, they actually didn't have that. any. I also had iron deficiency, so I don't know if that's mm. more likely to make you have HGV, but they didn't really have any reason as to why. Mm. Mm. In fact, well, this is just like anecdotal, but I was quite surprised throughout pregnancy how little science or research has gone into mm. anything because obviously like pregnant women they don't really test or mm. um do mm. any research on them so there's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there doesn't seem to be any like background on on yeah. why you can get certain symptoms or yeah things like that so i think the iron deficiency probably meant i was really tired and breathless a lot yeah. but i don't i still don't know why i got the hgv yeah so there's nothing that means that you're one per one one person is more prone to it than another person. It's just... They couldn't tell, no. Yeah. They didn't do any tests or anything. So it's just bad luck, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for sharing... No problem. <laughs> ...your experience with us. And um, good luck for ooh, the last few days of your pregnancy. Oh, thanks, Helena. <laughs> thanks, Olga. See you, Bye. Bye. Okay, great. So when Olga spoke about the amount of research into HGV, she said she was surprised how little research there is. She felt this was because they don't really do tests on pregnant women. Even though Olga used the word obviously, and what she is saying could well be true, Here she is still presenting an opinion. She presented her observation using herself as a subject. I was quite surprised. So we know it's her opinion. And And additionally, the word anecdotal means information not based on actual facts. In Mm. fact, well, this is just like anecdotal, but... I was quite surprised throughout pregnancy how little science or research has gone into mm. anything because obviously like pregnant women, they don't really test. It certainly sounds like Olga had a difficult pregnancy. She was lucky she didn't have to go to hospital to receive fluids and she was still able to sip water and stay fairly hydrated. Some women with this condition may have to go to hospital for treatment. I've put a link in the episode description to the NHS website where you can read more about HGV. The NHS website is reliable information as it comes from the National Health Service in the UK. I have used this myself as an information source both if I've been unwell and working as a nurse because it gives some useful background knowledge. Great, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and have learned some new expressions and vocabulary. 
Please recommend it to other English students, particularly healthcare workers. And any questions, remember you can email me at helena at englishpracticeforhealthcare.com and visit my website www.englishpracticeforhealthcare.com. There is a link in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening. Happy English practice. Excellent work. Please look out for the next episode to hear more natural English language input. Thank you. Goodbye.